1: and guests, welcome to Jurassic World Minute, where we visit Jurassic World, by minute of time, tracking footprints in mud is easy, I'm Brad, I'm Dave, and here we are back to discuss Minute 66 of Jurassic World, but before we get to that, David, heading over to Jurassic-pedia.com, we have an article up here, by Claw, on the veterinary clinic that we've seen in uh, Camp Cretaceous, another one of those little uh, areas of Isla Nublar, we didn't necessarily know was there, we assumed something like that would exist on the island, and uh, before yeah. we finally out to see it.
0: it- it's present i mean at first it kind of seems random but when you think about it it makes a lot of sense that they would have these small kind of like field vet clinics that, so they can they don't have to bring a uh dinosaur back to a centralized location every time it has something wrong with it especially if it's a large animal like a stegosaurus or a triceratops you
1: know mm. yeah we did see the uh the veterinary vehicles earlier on the screen in Jurassic world when they are uh, treading or getting the uh the pachycephalosaurus that got out of its pen or got away from mm-hmm. uh, the others and it's only natural that zoos worldwide have uh these sort of um areas off off to one side where they deal with the animals there some zoos actually let people in you can do tours and that of the the nurseries and the uh the veterinary clinics to see what the uh the vets and everyone does to help out with uh donations that sort of thing but um, it's a shame we don't see any Unimogs here <laughs> that we know were used on the island for the veterinary stuff. Yeah. But it also does um, raise the point that, uh, and we get that in the episode, when uh, everyone evacuated the island, the animals were left <laughs> chained, or um, not chained up, but uh, locked up in their enclosures without uh, without getting any more medical um mm-hmm.
0: Which seems especially cruel to me, to be honest. I mean, even if you were a veterinarian, I would think that as a veterinarian, your first instinct would be to go out to these uh, specific locations as the park is evacuating to um, release the animals or at least undo the latch and prop the gate open a little bit so they can walk out themselves when they're ready.
1: Mm. Yeah, and we, we discussed this when we were talking about uh, Season 2 of Camp Cretaceous with uh, the evacuation, how dark it was that these animals had been left here and the possibility that uh, some animals had been left locked up in the lab at Sauna as well when the evacuation mm-hmm. happened there. And and on, on the other side of things too, veterinarians, they, they'd love the job, they'd love the animals they care for, unless their lives in immediate danger, I'd, you'd think they would stay behind and... Um, at least, yeah, at least open the latch so the animals can escape. Trank, trank the animal uh, so they're mm-hmm. knocked out for a little while and then, uh, yeah, just open the cage when they come to, they escape and hope the uh, herbivores wake first and get away before the carnivores <laughs> <laughs> wake up you're uh You're, um, yeah, got a ready-made meal there for them.
0: <laughs> yeah, really. You can fight back and strength
1: last. <laughs> uh, which makes makes me wonder if the baryonics would then eat the of net here if they're all tranked. No sport. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, another thing that these
0: uh, outposts kind of remind me of is the, um, like, for example, the sauropod, what was it? It was like a, kind of like just basically a little storage shed for equipment for the sauropod um, paddock in the novel.
1: Oh, the sauropod maintenance building, yeah.
0: Yeah, that. So, I mean, it's kind of it kind of reminds me of that from the novel. So I can imagine that in the novel, had the park actually gotten off its feet, those would have eventually become these, that they would have been like outpost points for the veterinarians to work on the animals if they needed to, you know? Yeah.
1: So, uh, yeah, for the veterinary clinic, um, there are still a few more uh, Camp Cretaceous Season 2 articles going up currently. Uh, if you haven't caught up on Jurassic-pedia.com, head over there and check them out. And uh, many more articles on the Jurassic Saga. Saga? Franchise. <laughs> Should you call your sister? Straight
0: to voicemail.
1: will be fine. She handles 20,000 people a day.
0: Huh?
1: She can handle two more. David, ready to get into Minute 66? Oh uh, yeah. Minute 66 of Jurassic World opens with Claire seeing something on the ground and ends with Claire starting to unbutton her shirt kinky Uh, (laughs) (laughs) or not (laughs) Uh, we'll get there we'll get there Uh, as we open at 66 Claire starts starts repeating no to herself as she uh, kneels down and picks up Zach's phone Um, and we can see here that the screen's clearly smashed or at least broken but you'd have to I'd have to assume that at least 80% of the world's population of people with phones would have cracked or broken screens it's just it's one of those things, you, you sit down with it in your back pocket or whatever else, and you get a crack, you drop it, the screen gets cracked, and you don't necessarily get it fixed straight away. And yeah. this isn't really, I've seen a lot worse phones than this, screen-wise anyway. It,
0: I think it's more the fact of how it's cracked. It's got that, it looks like it's got a big, like, dat, uh, da, uh, gash right there at the bottom. So it probably damaged some of the internal equipment that would cause it to run. Or allow it to run, at least.
1: Yeah, and that sort of leads to why, why it's here. It being left behind, I, the boys didn't have time to search for it, they got out of that gyrosphere or fell out of the gyrosphere <laughs> and ran straight away, and it being broken was probably a, a result of the gyrosphere landing on it or some part of it, um, as the mm-hmm. Indominus was smashing it up and down. Um, but we do know from previous minutes, too, that uh, that phone was getting pretty low on battery, so even if they had the phone with them, it probably wouldn't work battery-wise anymore and we know they went over the waterfall too so again if it was in his back pocket it would have been wet and useless anyway so several different uh reasons there why the boys don't have their phone with them at the moment because um yeah we need we need them to ch- chase after him. <laughs>
0: yeah i'd have to say this is a slight missed opportunity for a novel for a novel reference where in the novel tim notices that the crystal screen on his watch is, is uh, smashed. So he takes the watch off and throws and tosses it away. And I think it was Muldoon who finds it later and points out that it's almost impossible to literally rip a watch band off a hand without taking the hand with it. And this would indicate he was alive.
1: Yeah.
0: So I think that it would, it would have been interesting if they had applied that here, but with the phone screen Noticing that it's, it's cracked, smashed in a way that it deliberately would not have worked, and thus Zach probably threw it away rather than keep a uh, dead phone on him.
1: Where were we with smartwatches in 2015? I'm pretty sure we had at least the uh, Apple Two.
0: Yeah, smartwatches. I, I remember yeah. commercials for them, yeah. kind of like um, uh, like banking off of the old James Bond idea of like the radio watch.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you could have you could have easily done that with a uh, Apple, say Apple Watch now, of course their um their screens wouldn't be as resistant as the um the old crystal screens on your, your mm-hmm. watches, but um just the the fact instead of having obvious footprints in mud that we get here, which none of that mud went on the the glass ball of the gyrosphere while it was <laughs> rolling around the area, but um <laughs> You could have, you could have the, uh, the, again, that watch on the ground with the open band uh, as the, um, as you hint that the boys were still alive. Mm -hmm. And it would would have been quite a good little callback to the novel too. That's a shame. (laughs) (laughs) As she starts to cry, Owen approaches and says, hey, they made it out, pointing to footprints in the mud, Uh, footprints that lead away from the gyrosphere, even though where it lays now is not the same point as where the boys fell out from, so a little bit of a... Let's get and make some footprints here <laughs> in the mud even though it's not actually the boys' mm-hmm. footprints. Which in the mud here I suppose it's easier to leave footprints uh Yeah. Like Jurassic Park where Ellie shines a torch across socket, they just had sand on the ground to um leave those light foot imprints of Grant and the kids.
0: Yeah, it it's like a kind of like a sandy dry dirt or muddy dirt. It wasn't it definitely didn't have this wet quality to it it was more of a um like wet dirt uh, like solid dirt that had just been wet you know
1: yeah. enough
0: to leave prints
1: yeah and it, they did have a hell of a lot of rain that just fell then too mm-hmm. even though we don't have the rain here you're, you're still in the jungle you still got um especially this dark jungle moisture's mm-hmm. probably not drying up anytime soon
0: uh, especially anybody who's been in kind of like a been in a summer in the forest When it's particularly humid and just been kind of damp for a while. Yeah. It doesn't exactly dry up very fast. Yeah. So, yeah, it could have have rained weeks ago and it'd still be this muddy.
1: Yeah. And we did speculate earlier, too, when we seen the boys in the valley, you could see those low clouds on the hills as if it Mm -hmm. had just rained. Um, But uh, we cut back to the waterfall one last time as Owen walks up to the edge with uh, Claire close behind. And we're going to get a line soon that he's not a tracker, but uh, I don't know how you'd be following the footprints through the grass. <laughs> Unless, I don't
0: know. Uh, I was just watching Lord of the Rings the other night, and I still don't quite understand <laughs> how Aragorn tracked the two, uh, Merry and Pippin, across a dry, grassy field, just by looking, I, uh, assumably, at their footprints that we kind of are meant to assume are there, but we never see.
1: Whenever I, you see the scenes like that in films where someone's tracking footprints or something, I just, again, I come up with pred- pred- vision. <laughs> There's some supernatural way they're seeing furball or something there because you <laughs> the tiny bends of blades of grass and that sort of stuff to signalise that someone's foot had been there, how how high they were, how fast <laughs> they were running, <laughs> how heavy they are. But, um, yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but uh, I'd, I'd assume it's more so the Indominus footprints they're, they're tracking Indominus where she went, and presumed yeah. that the uh, boys were in front.
0: Well, I'm sure there's a there's a visual change in her gait where you can actually tell that she's chasing something versus just walking around, you know.
1: Mm, yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, then it's Claire who suddenly comes out with, "Oh my God, they jumped!" Which I don't know how you how you predict that, especially when she doesn't see what. Um, what you stand beside on the ground, we'll get to in a minute, but <laughs> but um, Owen just does his uh, best line delivery here of uh, Brave Kids, and that's when uh, Claire goes straight into her, uh, Amanda Kirby mode, and starts to- yelling out the boys' names, but uh, Owen shushes her pretty quickly. Ben!
0: <laughs> Eric! Zach! <This> is... <laughs> Mrs. During, that is a very bad idea. What? What's a bad idea, <laughs>
1: <laughs> it is a slightly different situation <laughs> you, uh, <laughs> where, okay on sauna everyone there is going to eat you we're here, yes you've got the indominus out but it's only the real threat at the moment but I suppose too you don't really know where she is, how far away she is if uh, this tiny squeaking human's going to attract attract <laughs> her back to the waterfall <laughs> um, but I don't know if we've discussed it um, before when we're talking about Amanda in uh, in JP three. But to um, to her defence, there's a long well, this, this franchise has a long list of characters just shouting out people when it's dangerous to do so. <laughs> we got, the, we, we, got the, we we mentioned Ellie yelling out yeah. Grant's name when uh, they go oh, down she, to look at the car.
0: She's <laughs> screaming out his name. No one of the Drex came back.
1: Yeah, and even when even when they hear the roar and. She asks if we still have it, (laughs) and Muldoon says it can wander within any uh, paddock it likes. Mm It doesn't seem to slow down much, and then of course we've got uh, Sarah, Sarah Harding, (laughs) and Nick, Nick Van Owen in the Lost World, which is classic (laughs) as
0: well. To be fair, the Nick Van Owen is a callback to the Sarah Harding because, as we know, Nick calls (laughs) up Sarah Harding, and he's like, "How many Sarah Hardings (laughs) do you think are on this island?" (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh i love that that's great but i suppose they, they're not using a bullhorn so it's not as uh over the top as amanda but yeah um, yeah Pe- people are quick to jump on the amanda train there but it, it does happen a lot in the franchise <laughs> i'm just trying to think if we've got a a counterpart in fallen kingdom definitely franklin screaming oh yeah okay yep That, and Owen running from the the jungle ahead of the herbivores, shouting, run, run. May have got (laughs) the Tyrannosaurus' attention, or the um, Carnotaurus' attention there too. Mm -hmm. Plus there may be others. (laughs) We'll get there. Uh, Claire reacts angrily to Owen shushing her, says, hey, I'm not one of your damn animals. And Owen talks to her in a low voice, "Uh, listen, these kids are still alive, but you and I won't be if you continue to scream like that. And Claire looks about the area, then... Loudly whispers back, so you can pick up their scent, can't you? Track their footprints. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: and Alan's uh, Alan's response to that: I was in the Navy, not the Navajo.
0: <laughs> Slightly racist, but he's not wrong.
1: <laughs> no, but isn't that what he just done to get to the waterfall as well? <laughs> Presumably, <laughs> even though it's not so, maybe not tracking the boys' footprints. He did track the animals' footprints to get there, but. Yeah.
0: But there's no some, but you can't really assume that just because the animals' footprints are going that way, the kids are going that way too. You know.
1: Hmm. Well, yeah, we'll get to that next minute because the, in, they leave the same direction as what the Indominus leaves. So um, not not over the waterfall, but we'll get to that in the novel comparisons. Uh, I don't think it's this I minute. Mean, I think it's next minute where um, they actually climb down the, the rocks to follow the boys. Claire then asks, "What do we do?" And Owen tells her to go back. He'll find them. And um, she'll last two minutes in there, especially in those ridiculous shoes. Which, true, <laughs> I'll I'll defend the running in high heels later in the movie. But yeah, walking through the jungle in high heels—I've I've seen plenty of people at uh, horse racing that on the green on the grass when it's wet and not being able to walk in heels whatsoever <laughs> on grass. And this is the jungle.
0: I don't know that, but I mean, like, those heels are going to sink right into the ground.
1: Yep. yep. Um, and uh, as the minute ends, she starts uh, releasing her belt as Owen looks on concerned. <laughs> I'll say <laughs> he's not quite sure what she's doing here, but uh, we'll get to that <laughs> next minute.
0: It's <laughs> mm, getting too spicy for the pepper.
1: <laughs> mm, yes, uh, anything else on that before we get novel, novel comparisons?
0: <laughs> no I think we're good
1: alright uh, as Owen approaches the destroy Joris for it said he's carrying a powerful rifle with him meant to, for taking down a T-Rex and we mentioned when we talked about that Marlon uh, a couple of minutes ago that um, it's on the website as a, <laughs> as a T-Rex killer but you know to take down <laughs> a T-Rex <laughs> Claire picks up Zach's phone and sees several missed calls on the screen but uh, and then she slumps to the ground moaning no no so again there in the novel the phone's actually working um she sees those missed calls knowing that Zack was ignoring her but uh that's minute 66 david anything else before we get heavy for today
0: no i think we're good